You're listening to the Brown Trout and Bridge Beers Podcast. <laughs> oh, there it is. Decent. So we're doing that kind of stuff. Hey guys, uh, welcome to episode five of the Brown Trout Bridge Beers podcast. We're recording uh, at Bob Mitchell's Fly Shop in St. Paul. Yes, we are. And it is open tie night here at, uh, well, kind of Bob Mitchell's and Lake Monster Brewing. So throughout the winter time, they're going to do, what is it, the first and Thursday? First Tuesday? and third Tuesday, yep. Uh, of the month, you can come down to Bob Mitchell's, um, pick up some materials. They've got some sort of percentage off yeah. of tying materials, and then you can head over to Lake Monster Brewing for uh, some tying and some some casual beer drinking. Or they do have some soda there for yeah. uh, the non-beer drinkers uh, to enjoy yourselves. And tacos. Oh yeah, tonight uh, Mexican street tacos are on the menu for the food truck. So they're that tasty. Is, uh, yeah, Matt did get into a couple of those. They looked uh, pretty good, mm-hmm. but uh, we do apologize, or at least I apologize. It's been a while since uh, we've put a podcast out, but been we, a little busy. A little busy fishing. Yeah, we had a we had a trip out west. Those of you that follow us on Instagram and stuff probably saw our posts from the. One and only Madison River in Montana. Uh, Grant and I went out there for a week. We fished the northeast corner of the park a little bit uh, for a couple days, and then we spent a week on the Madison, and fishing was good. Yeah, fishing was good. There wasn't, uh, definitely wasn't a shortage of fish, um, but as you can imagine, the weather, uh, first weekend of October out west can always either be 70 degrees or 30 degrees it's snowing. Uh, we picked the week of 30 yeah, degrees it's snowing. We got the latter. <laughs> um, yeah, we kind of had a weather shift. They were warm before we got there, and then it got cold, uh, cold, wet, and snowy. The week that we were there, and then the week after, they were back up in the 70s. So, go figure. It, uh, you know, it, it definitely uh, allows you to test out this, you know, gear that you've purchased for fly fishing over the years and what everybody believes Gore-Tex to be. I think that was, there's definitely a reason it was, uh, Sims yeah. is based out of Montana to test that kind of stuff, but... Um, we had every bit of clothing on that we had brought. <laughs> yeah, uh, no shortage of jackets or uh, anything like that, that's for sure. But uh, what I would say, uh, what was your, I don't know, most memorable fish out of the trip? What do you think, Matt, out of uh, oh. the 3BT Westward expansion? Uh, the one I remember the most is the one that I fell in the river running downstream <laughs> after. Um <coughs> That one was that one was fun. Probably wasn't the biggest fish, but um, definitely when a rainbow takes off downstream and in that heavy water, and you gotta chase after it, and those rocks are slippery and hard. 
Yeah, for those of you who have uh, never fished on the Madison before, um, just imagine each large boulder is full of ice and then a little bit of slime snot. Mm -hmm. And then just brace yourself and try not to slip and fall for every, you know, try and foot that you walk. Yeah, they hurt. Uh, I walked away with several bruises, possible broken bones. What are we a month month away from the trip, and you're still recovering from yeah. from bruises and yeah. achy achy spots? Uh, Matt was lucky enough to probably wipe out about three or four different times throughout the trip. Hey, you're not fishing if you're not falling in. <laughs> but yeah, overall, I mean. Um, definitely definitely had a good time out there uh we went out expecting to uh as some people would say chuck meat or fling feathers or or whatever people want to say but um we uh you know we didn't get the opportunity to streamer fish as much as we want but we definitely got the opportunity to uh do plenty of dry fly fishing uh which is something i was in, in completely expecting yeah we got um, a, we had a good drake hatch up in the yeah in the park yeah. uh when we're fishing the lamar the uh, huge drake drakes were coming off uh the first couple of days we were fishing we were able to uh i got my first yellowstone cutthroat um mm -hmm. that was a lot of fun and you hooked into a couple of really nice cutthroat as well in the drives yeah. yeah one one thing if you go out you know out there to fish Make sure you bring a good net man that uh, stays by you when you <laughs> hook into a 22-plus-inch cutthroat because, um, yeah, a, a good net man is, is worth his weight in gold. So you don't want a guy that's just going to drift down the river and then look for other spots and look back and see that you might have lost one between your feet? Yeah. Yeah, don't bring that guy. He's right. no good. He sounds like a dick. Kind of but uh yeah cutthroat in the park um and also if you've never been through yellowstone national park you need to put that on your to-do list um we saw i don't know elk speed goats bears bears fox coyotes um buffalo bison i guess bison, bison. yeah we saw people that were looking at wolves. I don't know that we yeah. actually ever saw wolves. We saw a lot of wolf wolf watchers. Wolf watchers, yeah, yeah. Thanks, especially that. Uh, we uh, had a run-in with some bison. <laughs> uh, there was a herd that was meandering along the road as we were taking our gear off for the night, and uh, that herd kind of merged with another herd, and next thing you know, Grant and I are standing three feet away from a whole herd of buffalo just walking on by. Yeah, not small, small buffalo either. I mean, no, they were good-sized animals. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you kind of slowly walk to the other side of the truck and leave whatever you have sitting there for a bit. bit. Metal between you and the, <laughs> yeah. the big horns. That would uh, that would been a def definitely an interesting way to. Uh, it, made a good, the, it made a good story. It would have made a really good podcast, but I'm glad we didn't have to talk about that <laughs> or end up in a hospital on the first couple of days of the trip. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you're, you know, if you're heading out west, you know, try to go through the park. Um, 
you know, don't be an idiot. Don't get in front of the animals or in between two animals or anything like that. Give them plenty of space, but um, they'll definitely give you plenty of opportunities to uh, roll your window down and stick your arm out with the camera and take a photo or talk to them or, you know, whatever you need to do. But uh, highly recommend it. That's for sure. Yeah, then after the park, uh, we went to the slide in Kelly Gallup's place. Um, Kelly's Kelly, and he did not disappoint while we were there. Not at all. Not at all. He's the he's the legend or ACD ACDC of uh, of fly fishing, <laughs> as some people have tagged it. But uh, the man, the myth, the legend is is real. That is for sure. Yeah. Good, nice place to stay. I've stayed there. Uh, a handful of times, and this time, you know, other other than the little mice running around, which kind of made it fun. I mean, yeah, it makes it exciting. And yeah. let's be honest, you're in western Montana. It's that time of year. Oh, we're not and complaining. It just was a challenge trying to catch them. Exactly. You know, we tr- we tried the big kettle. Um, we tried with the hands boxes. Yep. I think we probably fed them probably 10 or 15 cookies and crackers <laughs> uh, before yeah, our lovely did. maid kicked in and, and helped us out with a couple traps. traps. Yep. Um, we did we did end the live of two pretty pretty healthy looking mice by the time we left there but yeah um yeah the you know, the great part is you get done fishing you come back to your cabin um pour a cocktail and you can walk over to the fly shop and yeah. cruise around and you know kelly's just sitting there at his bullshit big desk the guys yeah and- bullshitting tying flies and talk to everybody and see what's happening for the day so yeah good time and then uh our last night there, we went to uh, Big Sky Anglers, and I gave a tying demonstration for those that showed up. And another great shop, if you're ever out going through West Yellowstone, make sure and stop into Big Sky Anglers and say hi and tell them Matt and Grant, Grant sent you. And, yeah, it's a good good time, good trip. Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, West Yellowstone's a pretty pretty fun town. They've definitely got there isn't a shortage of uh fly shops, but nope. yeah, the guys over at uh um Big Sky Big Angler. Sky. Yeah, Big Sky Angler definitely treated us well, fed us some really good pizza and uh yeah. helped us on our way uh as we we're on our way out of town. So Yeah, it was it was a good night. News to say, uh, we're definitely uh, putting that on the books again for next year. Uh, yep, looking, we will be back. Looking at the same time, so um, we'll keep you guys updated on, you know, when we plan to head out there, and who knows, we might run into somebody uh, while we're out there trying to catch some big browns. Trying. It's always trying. It's always trying. So now it's, uh, what is it, early November. Early November. In the Midwest. Yep. Um, the regular trout season closed the middle of October. Um, so, but there is still still fishing. Um, there's a handful of streams that uh, the DNR has deemed fishable. Yeah, call it catch and release um, from that, what was it, October 15th till that first week in January time. So these there's maps on the uh, Minnesota DNR website. Um, but yeah, make sure and check that out. 
check those out for the specific locations. But uh, Whitewater State Park uh, is one of them. Beaver Creek State Park, Forestville State Park, um, the downtown stretch of the route that goes through the Lanesboro, um, the stretch of the route that goes through Preston. Um, you've got Mill Creek and Chatfield, and then you've got the is it the route that runs through Spring Valley as well yeah. um, that you can fish. All um, really good water. Great water. Uh, we, Matt and I were actually, we went and fished um, Preston and Chatfield um, this last Sunday um, in the rain, of course, because yeah. we don't fish unless it's raining or, or we, snowing out. We have the ability to um, bring precipitation wherever we go. This is true. This is true. Um, but yeah, we had we had luck on streamers. Uh, did some did some nymphing. Yeah. Um, I think if we would have looked in the right places, there probably would have been some opportunities for some dry flies, just because yeah, we did saw, see some surf, rises. surface rises. And you know, with the cold and rain, we didn't hit it all that hard. But you know, we we managed to find some fish. Uh, ran into. Um, Driftless Zone, if you're on Instagram, he's a he's a pretty nice guy. He guides down there. Um, guides out of what the Root River, Root River Rodco, yep. in Lanesboro. Yep. So give give him a look sometime when you're down in that area and you need someone to take you fishing and show you where all the big ones are. Yep. Yeah, he can take you. Um, sounds like he's he's pretty set up for uh going out of the drift boat uh mm-hmm. on that root river system and um definitely uh has a passion for chucking meat and finding he, big browns he's a huge fly fisherman he is huge but yeah winter you know winter fishing i mean just because the you know can't fish in wisconsin anymore doesn't mean we can't check out some of these state parks over the minnesota side and then january 1st all the trout streams in southeast minnesota open up and you know they're barbless uh hooks catch and release only but uh it still beats sitting at home especially if you get a nice you know mid-20s temperature day and you know december or january makes for a nice nice way to spend a weekend it helps eliminate that cabin fever that uh i think many of us are are starting to feel pretty good right now in the midwest now that it's you know, yeah. five o'clock and getting dark out after the time change. Yeah, I can't get used to that. But uh, speaking of barbless hooks, Matt, when you're tying and you're tying barbless hooks, what's your favorite go-to? Uh, there, there is only one barbless hook, and that is uh, Firehole Outdoors. They, uh, they make probably the best, most affordable barbless hooks out there i mean there's there's other hooks that are are, are good um but you're gonna pay for it um joe the owner uh him and i are good friends and his philosophy is he wants to put out good hooks that everybody can afford and they are real reasonable um just recently he came out with beads um kind of did a pre pre-release sale on those um they should be coming out here any day now i would think uh, last i talked to him i know he was counting he just got a shipment in and he was counting beads and separating them by colors and size and um they're all tungsten um 
hands down the the most reasonably priced tungsten beads you will ever find. Um, you can't, none of the other brands can touch them as far as price goes. And if the beads are anything like the hooks, because I've, I've tied on the hooks, I've definitely fished plenty of your flies that have been tied on those hooks. And um, if there's, you know, if the beads are anything like he sticks to quality on his hooks, that's going to be an excellent product that everybody's going to find out here. And just to throw this out there, we are not endorsed by Firehole Hooks. We just really enjoy the product. We do. And uh, we'll have Joe on the podcast here probably probably next month. Yeah. Be able to talk about, you know, their process, what they're doing. Um, and they're out, of, they're out of Bozeman, right? They are out of Bozeman. Okay. Montana made. So, yeah, it's... Uh, just want to bring that up as we're, you know, coming through tying season. Um, you know, as I mentioned, Bob Mitchell's has their, you know, first and first and third Tuesday of every month here, yeah. probably till March or April uh, for yeah, open tie. through April. Is it through April yeah. um, for open tie nights? Um, you can watch, uh, you know, in the metro, Minneapolis metro area, look out for the St. Paul fly tires. I know they're doing... Um, open tie nights um to watch out and they'll usually yep, they, post that on their instagram page and uh summit brewery has one coming up this thursday i believe this thursday the yep. 8th of november um and then check them out on instagram facebook they they have them um, probably about once a month i think yep it's on a thursday yes yeah yep. first thursday usually and then i think it's uh the Fly Angler uh, up in Blaine or Thorn Brothers, uh, they're doing their first open tie night at Invictus Brewing on December 13th, which is a Thursday. So, you know, as I mentioned before, we're looking at that cabin fever season. Everybody's trying to look out and... Hey, fill your boxes. You fill, know. Yeah, fill your boxes because we all know that we catch plenty of trees come springtime or yep. leaves or grass or... Uh, I'm usually good about fences. <laughs> fences. But, uh, yeah, get out, you know, come make fly fishing social and hang out with some people, drink some good beer and um, tie some flies. And, you know, if you're new to fly tying, ask a lot of questions. There's plenty of people here that, that love to help you. Um, I try to make as many of them as I can. Um, so I'll be out here. I know, Grant, you go to quite a few of them. Try to, yeah, try to. So, yeah, get out, drink beer, tie flies, meet people. It's a good time. Always. Always. Well, Grant, I think our growler is about gone. This is true. So uh, I think we're going to end this podcast and walk over to Lake Monster and get a refill. Yeah, thanks. Uh, you know, again, thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate uh, all the likes, follows. Again, uh, if you're listening, you know, follow our follow our page on whatever platform you decide to listen to. Give us a comment. Um, check us out on Instagram. Um, you know, shameless plug. We've got stickers, koozies. Yep. You guys let us know. Uh, if you got ideas for things or uh, anything you want to listen to or you know there's somebody in the metro that is a fly fishing nut and you want us to talk to them, shoot yeah, us a message. We might find them. We'll yep. see what's going on. Anything you want to hear, you know, let us know. Yeah. Anything and uh, 
thanks again to uh, The Last Rebel uh, for uh, letting us use their song for the intro. Check them out on Spotify. They've got two brand new singles out with their new singer. Mm, um, good stuff. Good, good song. So thank you. And uh, yeah, let's go refill this growler. All right. Thank you. Bye.